it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 678 for March 29th, 2021, and I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Matt Campbell, who's actually been on the show before, but it was a very long time ago. Matt is a blind software developer who has specialized in making computers more accessible to blind people for over 20 years. He was the lead developer for Serotech for 15 years, where he developed several affordable and easy-to-use products, including a Windows screen reader and an online community for blind people. More recently, he was a developer on the Windows accessibility team at Microsoft, where he contributed to Narrator, the screen reader built into Windows. I've heard very good things about Narrator lately, by the way. Thank you. Now he's the co-founder and chief technology officer of NUMA Solutions, which is working to make online meetings and documents fully accessible. With that introduction, welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you, Allison. So uh, Matt contacted me because there were two burning things he wanted to talk about, two big topics, and they're they're pretty disparate, so we're going to take them one at a time. Uh, the second probably being maybe even more important than the first one in uh, where accessibility is going on the web. And so uh, we're going to start out talking about accessibility overlays. And I have this vague sense of what that might mean, but I don't actually know what accessibility overlays are. So maybe you could elaborate on the definition of that just by itself, Matt. Sure. So an accessibility overlay is a product or usually a subscription service that tries to automatically make websites fully accessible to blind people, people with low vision, uh, people with various other disabilities. Uh, what these, and there, there are several companies providing these overlays and what they're selling is basically a, a quick fix for companies that need to make their websites accessible and, and the, the, the promise of accessibility overlays is that these website owners can add just a few lines of code to the website and through artificial intelligence, machine learning, yeah, pick your buzzword, a cloud-based <laughs> service, uh, the overlay. I'm sure will there's just... quantum computing in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, probably not yet, but uh, uh, who knows? The, 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 there, there seems to have been, been an arms race among the different accessibility overlay companies to outdo each other and how outlandish their claims are. But uh, so uh, I, I think I've seen these uh, before at um, I, I seem to remember interviewing a company at CES and and I found myself dubious, which maybe that was the right instincts. But um, they they had like the the idea is not a subscription service that the that the low vision person would you would have to pay to use. But the company, instead of bothering to design things accessibly in the first place, they just do whatever bad programming they want and you get this overlay and it just fixes it. And so contrast is instantly made. I as a as a, a person with a disability, I can press a button that says, uh, I have a, a bad contrast problem, so fix it for me. Yes. Right? Yes, that's the idea. Okay. So are these, are you, are you going to tell us these are snake oil? Um, yes, basically. Part of the problem is that they're not, at least as far as I'm concerned, these companies aren't actually, um, in business to serve the needs of users, uh, with disabilities who, who need web accessibility. What they're, what they're really trying to do is to sell something to businesses who are afraid of compliance lawsuits, uh, lawsuits for things <laughs> like the, the Americans with Disabilities Act and, and other legislation around the world. And um, there are 
a few problems with these overlays. Uh, for one, um, sometimes they try to fix um, web accessibility by basically providing their own version of the same kinds of assistive technologies that that people with disabilities are already running. So, for example, I've seen overlays that when you turn them on, they will offer to start reading the web page out loud. Well, guess what? I'm already running a screen reader. And oh, and okay. and uh, yours, you being the overlay developer, yours probably sucks compared to the one <laughs> that I already have. Um, the one that's been professionally developed for decades. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, and, and another problem is <clears throat> these sometimes these overlays will instead of instead of reading the web page out loud they will try to reformat the web page so that it's you know, ostensibly meets the the web accessibility guidelines uh such as the you may, you may have heard of a standard called WCAG or WCAG the web content accessibility guidelines from the World Wide Web Consortium so so these these overlays will will try to reformat the page so it meets those guidelines, and they may in fact manage to make the reformatted version of the page pass some automated testing tools that test for compliance with the guidelines, but they don't uh, they don't actually at least in my experience and and from what I've heard from other people's experience they don't make they don't actually make the page easier to use with a screen reader. So how could that be? I mean, if it if it takes away, you know, if there's hidden elements that should have been showing or if there's low contrast or if there's uh, unlabeled buttons and it somehow labels them and makes those things unhidden, why wouldn't that make it more accessible? So um, let's uh, let's start with with unlabeled graphics. Um, Sometimes, uh, sometimes a website can, uh, some, sometimes an overlay you know, using, using AI or machine learning, um, a website can't, an overlay can make the, can provide some kind of label for the graphic. Um, okay. uh, it, it, it depends on, on, on how, uh, well, some, sometimes automated, you know, sometimes automated labels for graphics are, are helpful. Uh, sometimes they're not, um, and and really the 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 only the only thing that works a hundred percent of the time is for 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 someone who who can you know, for a human who can see and who knows <laughs> what the graphic is to label it. And while so uh, let, let's describe maybe what that would be. So I've got a I've got a button. Uh, we're going to pick on my my veterinarian in a minute, but uh, I've got a, a button that's going to take you to cat care. And what I do is I take a graphic, a picture of an adorable kitten, mm -hmm. and I the 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 kitten picture that I upload is called uh, ICG seventy three two zero one when I upload it. So there's no information in the label in, in the the uh, JPEG name. And I upload it and I don't put an alt tag on it and a screen reader goes over it and it can't see what it is. But AI could look at it and go, eh, well, I actually happen to know what kittens are. That's a kitten. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, uh, <laughs> that one's pretty easy. Uh, but, but let's say it's the NoSilicast logo. It's going to go, uh, what? 
I see like some buildings and like a red thing flying through and there might be some text here, but it's not real text. So I don't know what it says. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it, it might, it might be able to say something like picture of a building um, or something like that, but, uh, but it's probably not going to, um, it's probably not going to uh, give it an accurate and useful label. But that, that wouldn't necessarily make it worse. How would how would this make it worse? Now, the overlay. Um, so one one uh, one case I heard about was where um, a website had an accessibility overlay on it. It happened to be the accessibility overlay, which is probably the the most the most widely oh, used one. one. Um, and uh, the web page had had a list of several items on it. And Accessibi turned each of those items into a heading. Um, now, headings for for people that aren't familiar with with web development or how screen reader users navigate a web page. So, when you're looking at a web page visually, um, let's let's say you're looking at the the uh, the chit chat across the pond web page, and each and the title of each of the shows is a heading. Um, and then under that, there's maybe some information about about the show. Um, by by using a command in a screen reader, a blind person can jump from heading to heading to heading to skim through the page. Um, so it's it's basically trying to give a blind user an equivalent to to uh, to skimming. Uh, well, if and, you and that's that's super important and i i've i've noticed it when i i experiment on a website and i try to use uh voiceover on the mac to do it if they don't have the headings you basically have to read every single word on that web page till you get to what you want yes and that can take forever and and you know what people leave your website when that happens yes right? yes so you're the one who loses if you're the developer of that website so so if an overlay turns if an overlay ends up turning basically every single thing into a heading, then that, that kind of defeated the point of headings. Oh, I see what you're saying. Cause it's too many headings. Yes. You, you've taken away the, the helpfulness of the heading, the concept of a heading. Yes. Yes. Um, but a list is just fine, right? You can read a list. Yeah. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. So that's how it went backwards. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, there. That that's that's the uh, that's the example that comes to my mind, and and uh, maybe for your show, I, I have a link to a blog post that goes into a lot more not not written by me, written by someone else that goes into a lot more detail about uh, about specific problems with uh, with accessibility in particular. So um, I can uh, I can send you that link if you want. Um, yeah, that would be great. I'd definitely include that. Yeah. So, um, and another problem with, with these accessibility overlays, um, with, with some of them at least is that they, if, if you, if you don't want to turn them on, they will, they will keep announcing themselves, uh, through your screen reader and, and basically, uh, keep, keep telling you, for instance, uh, press alt one to turn on screen reader mode. And, oh, and they'll, they'll, that's as bad as a like pop up belly fat ad. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I turned you. I didn't accept you the first time because I don't want you and, there. And and now I'm trying to do something, and you keep interrupting me. I'm I'm, I'm trying to actually work through 
the you know, you know, work with the web page and you keep interrupting me. Um, and another problem with these overlays is so a lot of a lot of websites these days are are dynamic websites. They they use they use JavaScript running in the browser to give you a, a user interface that's that's more like an app than just a document. And so right. you've got the JavaScript running on the web page and the JavaScript from the accessibility overlay if you turn it on. And and if if they're interacting with each other, then the 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 the, the two pieces of JavaScript both trying to manipulate the web page can 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 step can on each the other. The two of them arguing with yeah. each other, right? Yeah. Okay. So so um, so those those are some of the the practical problems with accessibility overlays, and and kind of a more overarching problem is that. These overlays are trying. These overlay companies are trying to sell a quick fix to 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 the website owners, when in fact it's it's not possible to make websites accessible you know, completely automatically with a quick fix like that. So so yeah, they're, would, like you said, they're basically it- selling snake oil. <laughs> I well, it sounds like it might have snake oil with a, a little bit of really good extra virgin olive oil in it, but but a whole yes, bunch I of mean, snake the, oil. The, right? the image description—it's uh, there, there's no denying. Sometimes an image description, an, an AI generated image description, is better than nothing. And while I'm mm-hmm. not here to talk about uh, Numa solutions and our products, I mean we we do use AI generated image descriptions as as part of of what we do, but, okay. but we don't, so, uh, we don't, we don't promise that this is the end all be all quick fix and there's no need for human involvement. So, so it seems to me that another danger, uh, even if these things do help a little bit, like let's say, let's say it does 20% of the magic that it says it's going to do mm-hmm. you're by, by a company accepting this then thinking, all right, I'm good. Check that box. I, 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 you know, I can tell my boss I made our website accessible, and now I'm just not going to worry about it anymore. Instead of actually learning how to do it right and making it truly accessible, they they could be given a false sense of, of security on that. Yes, and 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 a false sense of security that they keep having to pay and pay and pay for, assuming it's a mm-hmm. subscription service. Whereas mm-hmm. if if you if you build in accessibility from the beginning, it's it's not necessarily much extra effort to you know, say say you're a small business you know, doing a website with with WordPress. Um, if you put in a little extra effort up front to choose an accessible WordPress theme, then uh, then you're then and and then then uh, you you can be you can- you know, set for good. And you know, not have to keep and and that the website is accessible by design, and you don't have to keep paying for a bolt-on solution on top. Right, right. Um, 
so I sent uh, Matt a, a link to my vet because right before he had uh, he wrote to me and said he wanted to come on and talk about this, I went to the vet's website and it's it's really pretty and they've po- obviously spent a bunch of money on it. But it's things like the the top three quarters of the site is a, a video that's playing of like, you know, puppies being played with and stuff like that. So it's really distracting. And then on top of that is text going across the screen where it'll say, call this phone number to make an appointment. And then that all of a sudden slides out of you and some other text comes up and you're like, well, wait a minute, I wanted that phone number. Now it's gone. I can't see it anymore. This goes on. And then you scroll down and then there's these squares with images of, you know, my vet holding a bulldog. And then, but you've got, as you hover over those, these buttons pop out and it's super distracting and way too much. It's like, I just want to know how to make an appointment. And do you do this kind of service? What does it cost? Those kinds of things. But, and so I was about to pen. Oh, and I looked at it and it didn't look accessible to me. And I started messing around with it in uh, voiceover and I had some trouble with it. So I was about to pen a nasty gram because I love this vet and she's really cool. And uh, I know her really well. So, but then all of a sudden, and I noticed a little pop-up at the bottom that said, enter accessibility site. And I thought, maybe this is the kind of overlay that Matt is talking about. But when I sent it to you, you said that's not the same thing. Um, that's, that's, not actually, that's not actually quite what I said. Um, oh, that that okay. accessibility view, that, yeah, that, that does look very much like an overlay. It doesn't, it doesn't happen to be one of the overlays that, that I've seen before, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it does, it yeah, it does look a lot like an overlay. Um, well, let me let me tell you visually what's happening. It is a hundred percent different than the regular site. It's basically all of the links on the page organized into a tree structure. Mm-hmm. So, like, it has a, a section for appointments, and then it's got like dogs, cats, lizards, whatever. Or, or you know, do you need X rays or chemo or what do you need? You know, and and it's actually it's actually not bad because it's just a tree with the with the information you're probably looking for. Uh huh. Yes. Um, now the the original website um, I found was actually not all that bad when when using a screen reader. Although I wasn't using uh, voiceover, I was using the NVDA screen reader under Windows. But uh, so, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that in this case, the, uh, the, the overlay, um, I, I don't know what this particular product was called, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll just, you know, categorize it in with the others. Um, the overlay helped you access the website, but, um, I, I think that, that, that's still not the best way to, uh, to make a website accessible. Um, well, first of all, the, from, from what you've described that you arguably the original website could have been better designed. And I, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, the WCAG guidelines do in fact have guidelines about, you know, thing, you know, they, they, they do have some restrictions against things automatically changing on you like that, yeah, that, that phone number going away and being replaced with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the website probably could have been better designed, but um, I think that um, rather than having, rather than um, having website owners, yeah, throw on an overlay to offer an access an accessible view like what that what that vet website had um for 
for people that, uh, well, first of all, for, for blind people using a screen reader, um, they should just be able to browse the website as it is with their screen reader. And so they can stay in their own tools and not be using some other tool to that creates a false or strange environment. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and uh, to, to some extent, I think it's, and, and this, this is, this is a debate that, that, uh, that we in, in, in the blind community and in the, the screen reader uh, field have is you know, how, how much of the responsibility is on the website owner and how much is on the screen reader. I think to some extent it's incumbent on the screen reader developers to make their screen reader work well with, you know, with the web as it is. <laughs> and, and I, it's, it's easier to fix one product than yeah, every single web developer. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I don't think that, uh, that Mac voiceover is, is one of the easiest to use when it comes to browsing complex websites. So that, that might've been part of your problem. But now for first, well, I, I feel better hearing you say that because I, I tried to teach myself uh, voiceover on the Mac and it was really hard to navigate the web with well, the, it. There's a lot I still don't know how to the use. That, the iOS is real easy. Yeah, the, the, the Mac is the thing tough. That makes Mac voiceover really clunky, in my opinion. And uh, admittedly, I'm not an Apple guy. Um, but <laughs> you might be a little bi- with an ever so slight <laughs> Windows bias. He says what? Yes. Um, yeah. Although, although I. I, I, I like to think that I don't have any allegiance to any particular platform, but yes, Windows is my, is my favorite. Um, so, but, but the thing that makes Mac voiceover really clunky, in my opinion, is this whole notion of interacting with, with groups of things. And you, you keep hmm. having to press, you know, via, you know, VO down arrow and VO up arrow to basically go, you know, in and out of, you know, levels of the hierarchy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and that is not something that Windows screen readers do on the web. Oh wow! I'll have to have part. you demonstrate that to me sometime one on one because that that I understand. Uh, when you go to a web page, it says, "Okay, you're on a web page. You want to interact with this? You do this VO down arrow thing. So you kind of drive down into it. And it no. says, okay, now you're on a table. Do you want to go into the table? Hit VO down arrow, and you go into the table. And then you go, well, now you want to get out? Okay, VO up arrow to no. pop back out. Windows Windows screen readers give you a much more linear view of the web page. I mean, you you mm. can uh, you can skip to specific things like skip to the next table or or as I said earlier, the next heading." But you don't have to. You don't have it. You don't have to keep moving up and down in the hierarchy. As okay. Much. So it's okay. Yeah. So so that that might have been part of your problem when when trying to use the website with voiceover. Now, okay. Um, I understand that this accessible view um, helped helped you uh, view you know, get rid of the clutter and view the web page in in a more straightforward way. Just just as a sighted user. But mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think that web browsers and browser extensions are are the proper place to uh, to do that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, some well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you know that the Safari web browser has a reader mode, which oh yeah, when you're when you're Love. viewing a news Love. article, can it can just clear away all of the crap, um, <laughs> and and something. I, Maybe 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 Safari's reader mode uh, didn't offer 
to. Oh, I didn't even try that. I should look at yeah, it. Yeah, that that that, that might have that might have helped you. You can't with, with you can't this. always get to to reader mode. Uh, so reader mode tends to work on when you're into a post, but on a main page, a lot of times it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to I, it, reader mode does not work on my my uh, vet's website. By the way, I don't want to put the link in the show notes because I love this vet. I don't yes. Call yes. Her, call her out, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're just, we're just using re- it as, as as a as an example and a springboard for yeah. discussion. But anytime you do see that uh that A in the left corner of the uh of the URL bar on iOS or Mac OS and uh, do you know if Android and Windows see that as well? The A your reader the, mode? Um I I wasn't familiar with how that was presented visually, but uh Okay, well, but I mean, do you see a reader mode on Windows when you go to a normal website? Like if you go to a blog post of mine, do you see that reader mode? Um I would uh, have to find out. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I think yeah, you, you I, I know that it. Microsoft edge has something like that. Firefox definitely does. I, I think Chrome does as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen it in all of those. Um, but if you haven't ever used that, basically I use it as my ad blocker. When I, uh-huh. when I start to read an article and they put crap in my way, boom, you're out. I'm not going to, I start, I always start in the regular mode, but you abuse it and you're out. I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of it. Yep. And and I I think that uh, I think that um, browser extensions could also um, could also be a good way of of, of simplifying and 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 just and just uh, ma- making a website easier to yeah to look at. Um, yeah. Although again, I mean that 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 for 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 more dynamic web pages that gets into sort of the same problem that we had with with the overlay. Uh, right. And the JavaScript on the web page fighting with each other. So, yeah, if there's functional JavaScript, you don't really want to do that, like right. filling out a form. Right, or right, right. Like yeah, that. which which makes which again makes accessibility overlays an especially bad idea for those types of websites. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I know we have another big topic, so I'm going to move us sure. along. But uh, are you doing something to I don't know fight back on these overlays other than getting on podcasts <laughs> and talking about it? Yes. Um, so my company, Numa Solutions, uh, we developed a free uh, browser extension for it's currently available for Chrome and Edge. Uh, we're working on making it available for Firefox. It probably won't be available for Safari, but uh, the extension is called Accessible Bye Bye, um, and the website is accessiblebyebye.org. Um, is that B Y E B Y E? Yep. Uh huh. Uh, so, and, and what it does is it basically, it, it blocks all of the accessibility overlays that we know of. So not the one on your vet's website, at least not yet, but, okay. uh, we've, we've got six other overlays that we're blocking, um, accessibility, user way, audio, I equal web, uh, max access and true abilities. Oh, wait. Seven overlays. User first is another one. So interesting. So this is sort of uh, uh, escalating warfare, then. Yes, yes. Um, so, so you, you you install the extension, and we will just start blocking the overlays. They they won't announce themselves or anything, so they'll they'll just be out of your way. And and the other thing the extension does is um, it will. Uh, 
it will collect data about the overlays that we're blocking and the websites that we're blocking them on. And we display uh, lists of the, the websites and the blocked overlays on the Accessibuy webpage. So hmm. it's, it's not, I mean, yes, it, it's, it's to shame the overlays. Um, and, and to call people's attention to just the variety of websites that are falling for this snake oil. So, so if people want to contact the website owners, um, and, and, and tell them about, about, you know, why the overlay what they're having to do <laughs> are are not a good idea they can do that so we've we've been the extension has been out for a little over a week as of the time we're recording this and uh it's it's now this isn't you trying to to snake oil sales my uh my users is it um no no this wait you should answer that one faster <laughs> Uh, no, this the, the extension is free, and okay. and we don't we don't collect any personal data. Um, we we just collect the data about the overlays and the websites themselves. So okay, okay. So um, I'm looking at the accessibuyby.org uh, website, and it says available in the Chrome Web Store. So that would be only for Edge, not for uh, uh, Chrome. Or, well, Chrome and Edge, but not. You said maybe later Firefox. Yeah, yeah, Firefox. Yeah, we're working on Firefox. Um, we probably okay. won't be able to do it for Safari. Does this affect mobile users? These overlays? Yes, uh, yes, they do. And uh, un- unfortunately, uh, because because the mobile, well, iOS in particular is is just so much more closed than than the desktop platforms. They're they're. There isn't uh, there isn't a lot that we can do about that. Um, okay. So, um, w- which is unfortunate, but yes, it does affect mobile users. Okay. All right. Well, good. So that is topic number one down. Oh, and and uh, I I should mention that uh, um, I would encourage your listeners to install the extension, even if even if they don't use a a screen reader or other assistive technology um, because that way we can get more data about all the different websites out there that are using accessibility overlays. Wait a minute. You just said you don't track anything. How is my usage of this extension going to give you that data? We don't, we don't track, we don't track your, we don't track your web browsing. Um, we don't track your web browsing habits and we don't we don't collect any personal information about you. But if you visit a website that uses one of these overlays, then we will make an anonymous uh, record of the fact that somebody visited that website and it was blocked and, and the overlay was blocked. So, so your tool will know that it found something to block? Yes, yes. And it, it, it'll know what website was blocked it'll know what overlay was blocked and what website the overlay was on. So you are tracking where we go, but not that it's us. Right. And when you go to websites that don't have an overlay, we don't know anything about it. Hmm. So, 
yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm tilting my head a little bit at that, Matt. Just if if you're tracking where I'm going, that means how are I mean, is that are you cross site scripting to do that? Um, we're using the the so whenever whenever the Chrome whenever the browser um, visits whenever the browser hits a URL of one of these known overlays, so we have a list in the extension of, of domains that these overlays use to, uh, to host their JavaScript code. Okay. And so, um, when, so we, ha- we, we have that list of domains and whenever the browser tries to hit any of those domains, uh, that the overlays use, the extension is notified. Okay. So if I, if on podfeed.com, I was using accessibility, and somebody went to podfee.com, the the uh the browser extension would notice that accessibility got triggered and make a note of the website that I just went to. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yes. But if right. podfee.com doesn't use accessibility, as I know you don't, um, then the extension never even knows that you went to podfee.com. Okay. So All right. I mean okay. we, we 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 try to respect privacy while still collecting the data that we want about the websites that that are that are using these overlays. But you're not collecting my IP address no. or what kind of what browser I was using. No, we do not store any of that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to break into this interview here and give you some information that Matt gave me after we got off the air, and then we'll get back to the second half of the interview. He wanted to mention, specifically after I was asking all the questions about what Accessibuy does and whether it's tracking us, he wanted you to know that the Accessibuy browser extension is open source, so any programmers that are concerned about what data the extension collects or what it tracks can check out the code for themselves. Okay, back to the interview. Well, let's move on to the second one because this one is equally interesting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Bart Bouchatz has talked to us before on the show about uh, Cloudflare, which is an awesome DNS resolver uh, website, the DNS resolver you can put in to have a safer, more secure browsing situation and, and, and really, really fast. But you're saying you you wrote to me and said that there's something that Cloudflare Flare has started to do, an additional service that you're concerned about. Yes. So Cloudflare, um, yet you, you mentioned the DNS resolver. I assume that you're talking about the, the 1.1.1.1 DNS resolver. Right. Cloudflare is probably best known, uh, at least among web developers and website owners, as a, a content delivery network and a web application firewall, meaning that a content delivery network, meaning that, that uh, they have data centers all over the world. If you connect to a website that uses Cloudflare, then they will, they're, they're basically sitting in between you and the website. So you can connect to your nearest, you can connect to the Cloudflare data center that's nearest to you. And then it will, if it already has a copy of the web page handy, then it, it can send it right back. Okay. Um, uh, so, so it can basically speed up, um, speed up a website. So that okay. that the con that's the content delivery network part of it. The web application firewall part is basically 
they they have a lot of security rules that they that they run through whenever you connect to a website that uses Cloudflare. So so they can protect both the website and legitimate users of that website from from various web security attacks. So that's that's what Cloudflare that that's the main thing that Cloudflare has been doing from the beginning. But uh, you mentioned the 1.1.1.1 DNS resolver. They have been building on top of that product and and expanding basically into corporate network security and building cloud-based replacements for a corporate VPN or virtual private network. So um, a lot of a lot of com- and of course as as we've all been working from home um for the for the past year or so i'm sure a lot of your listeners have had to connect their home computer to their company vpn back at the office in order to to access company resources well cloudflare is trying to replace that company vpn back at the office with basically a cloud vpn um to to make you know, company uh, computers and networks more secure. And um, one of the features that they just added to that suite of products is what I want to talk about today because I think it's going to, um, well, I, I know in its current form that it's going to be bad for blind people in a work environment if, if it takes off. And this is a new product that they just recently launched called remote browser isolation. Okay. And what and, is what does remote browser isolation do? Right. So <clears throat> the 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 basic idea is to protect people and and especially corporate networks from uh from browser security vulnerabilities by running a browser in the cloud. So Cloudflare like I said, they've got data centers all over the world, um, about 200 of them at this point. So they can run basically copies of the of, of a modified Chromium web browser, and Chromium being the open source project that powers Google Chrome, so uh, as well as the new Microsoft Edge. So Cloudflare can run copies of the can run. A, a version of the Chromium web browser in their data centers. And whenever, whenever you as a user of this product go to a website, at least a, a public internet uh, website, as opposed to a, to a, an internal company, an internal website at your company, Cloudflare will redirect that request to their data centers um, load up the website in a Chromium browser running in the cloud, and then it'll it'll render the web page on that computer in the cloud, and then send the graphics uh, send send the graphics down to your to your local browser on your computer. Kind of like if you were using a, a remote desktop, something like TeamViewer. So you say sends the graphics to your computer, so they're not sending HTML. Correct. Yeah, the, the HTML is handled completely in you know, on 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 Cloudflare's computers in that that Chromium browser running in the cloud. So 
So the the only HTML that they send down is that they send down to your computer is um, for basically HTML to load up their JavaScript app that displays the graphics that they're sending down. And so you could probably already see what the what the problem with this is going to be as far as accessibility goes. They're they're only sending down graphics. Um, that doesn't give a screen reader running the screen reader running on your computer anything to work with. Yeah. So it's I mean it's not even sending the text back. No, no. So. It, well, that would also say you wouldn't be able to like copy and paste text from a web page. Um, that's an interesting question. I haven't actually tried that, and I I don't want to to jinx this. Well, we 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 don't have we're, we don't edit anyway, so <laughs> I, I I I can't turn it on and try it right now. They they might have a workaround for that, but uh, that's 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 an interesting point. I. I don't actually know whether and that's whether one of the reasons I paste. hate when people put a uh, put an image of of text up in a web page. Uh, it, it, you know, I know immediately it's not going to be accessible, but also I can't deal with it. I can't copy the phone number out of a graphic. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll, I mean, <clears throat> I got to believe they have some way around that particular use case, which mm, I, I I suppose that means that a blind person could have some way of of inner of of reading the text on well, but but then again they they might not be able to even select all and copy to the clipboard with their screen reader. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that that's a that's another good point. I mean, you you really you really lose a lot of things when when you when you basically throw out what the what the browser and the operating system have already done and and redo it yourself. So uh, how do you know so much about exactly what this is? Is, is this out there in, in the public already, this remote browser isolation? <clears throat> so it was released to the public last week. Um, Cloudflare pre-announced the product about a year ago when they when they acquired the company that had originally developed the technology and and when i read that first blog post a, a year ago i knew we I, I knew we were immediately i immediately knew we were headed for trouble if cloudflare didn't do something about accessibility but uh, uh more recently i uh i got uh, i got private beta access to the product not too long before it came out. So but, it is out and available now. Yes, it is. So you've, uh, you've worked with it where you've gone to um, that you basically are like a small corporation running, running this tool or uh, having access so that your web traffic goes to Cloudflare's remote browser isolation. Um, I mean, I, they, they, as a private beta user, they, they gave me, they basically gave me an account on a, on the, the private beta team. So I didn't, I didn't have to set myself or, or my actual company up on, on this. Okay. But, okay. Uh, but, but yes, a, a, I have, a team that it, when they, this team, when they go to a website, it automatically goes to Cloudflare first. Does the remote browser browser isolation and sends the web page back to them? 
yeah so so basically well yeah yeah so there's a there's a a windows well windows or mac app that i that i ran that i ran on my computer that when i turned it on so for i i I installed the app i signed into this team account and then when i turned on the vpn feed you know the vpn uh, feature of the app um it started redirecting my web browsing to uh to cloudflare okay and, and i could see yeah, what happened when I tried to use it with a screen reader. So the idea is that uh, I'm going to back you up here because you, sure. you did talk about it already, but it would be to replace the, the VPN software for a company so that they wouldn't have to run it themselves and keep up to date with everything. Right, right. And and uh, the, the way that this is <clears throat> the way that this is supposed to help with security um, is a web browser is as I'm sure you know, a, a very big and complex program. And, and uh, because web browsers are so complex, there's, there's a lot of room for security vulnerabilities. Now, all of the browsers these days have multiple defenses against uh, security vulnerabilities. They, they have sandboxing and, and you know, splitting the browser up into multiple processes. Um, uh, but uh Sometimes a uh, a vulnerability slips through, and an, an attacker can can exploit it to to basically escape the browser sandbox and get some kind of access to uh, data on the user's local machine. So the idea behind this product is that by running the real browser, doing all of the real web browser uh, activity in the cloud. Uh, away from the user's sensitive data, um, that uh, if if a browser vulnerability still manages to get exploited, the attacker doesn't have access to anything. Uh, and also, of course, because Cloudflare is running the brow the, you know, the the real browser in the cloud. They can you know, they can be responsible for keeping it up to date, as you said. So that that's that's the idea, um, and and um, I I have my doubts about whether whether it's actually more secure, but that's the way that they're selling it. So let's assume that it is. Let's assume that it does exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, I'm I'm okay with assuming that because I, sure. I have so many other questions. I'm picturing I work for uh, you know widget company B. And uh, I'm in a highly competitive market because, you know, Widget Company A is, you know, chewing at my heels and I'm I'm winning right now and I don't want them to know anything about what I'm doing. Am I going to run all my web traffic through another company and trust them not to lose that data or not to look at that data? That's a that's a fair question, um, because, uh, yeah, basically you're giving Cloudflare I mean, yeah, accessibility issues aside, you're you're giving Cloudflare access to to all of your web browsing activity, and 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 you have to trust them to uh, to not to not abuse that. Yeah, I I grew up in a, a defense contractor com- company where they wouldn't let us do anything outside of the walls of the, of the uh, organization. So the idea of doing this is like, <laughs> heck to the no, that is not going to be happening. Um, so 
this strikes me obviously as as a bad thing. Um, if this is well, in our letter, your letter to me, you told me that you talked to them a year ago about the problems that you saw that could be potentially for for blind users, screen reader users, and they didn't really bring you into their their team to to advise as you'd hoped. Right. Uh, yeah. I, like I said, they they pre-announced the uh, the product um, over a year ago when they acquired the the company with with the uh, with the <clears throat> basically with the remote remote graphics technology that they're using. Um, and and I I knew we were headed for trouble if they didn't do anything about accessibility. So I wrote to the CEO and CTO of Cloudflare and uh and explain to them that they they would need to pay special attention to the accessibility of of this product and i even gave them some some technical advice on on how they should go about making it accessible just ba- based on what i you know, on on their description of the product in that initial announcement blog post mm-hmm. and the ceo wrote me back and said yes we're you know, the team is aware of accessibility, uh, and uh, and and he he basically told me that that they 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 were on top of it, and that they would uh, look forward to my input when <laughs> as, as they got further along. I so, look forward to your input when I feel like asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. So so then when they announced uh, several months ago that the product was in private beta, I wrote to them again and said, can I get on that, that wait list for the beta? And they said, yes, we added you to the wait list. So I waited some more. Um, and then at the beginning of March, I, I mean, I, I didn't know obviously that they would be releasing the product in a few weeks time, but I, I just figured it was time to, to ping them again. And so at that point, they finally gave me private beta access. And imagine my disappointment when I found out that there was zero access with a screen reader. I mean, I was expecting to find that that they had some level of accessibility and, and it just needed more work. But they had done nothing with what I had told them over a year ago. Hmm. So uh, I'm looking at a blog post uh, that they did, and I may have misrepresented it the way I said it back to you about what you described. They said, uh, instead of streaming pixels to the user, Cloudflare Cloudflare browser isolation sends the final output of a browser's web page rendering. The approach means that the only thing ever sent to the device is a package of draw commands to render the web page, which also makes it compatible with any HTML5 compliant browser. Yes, yes, that that's true. I mean, they they do. So I I I kind of oversimplified it when I said that they send the graphics down the way that that Team Viewer or something like that would. I mean, they they are they are doing something more sophisticated. It's true, and and that that means that it can be lower bandwidth and and therefore faster. But the the end result for a screen reader user is still the same. Because even even if and I I I don't I I'm not privy to the exact details of how this works, but even if their their fancy network vector rendering as they call it <laughs> means that they're sending down 
you know, draw commands like draw this piece of text at such and such coordinates. Even if the draw commands include the actual text, um, a screen that 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 still doesn't give a screen reader what what it needs because a, yeah. a screen reader yeah. needs to work with basically a a tree of information about the the, the elements of a web page. Um, we we in the There's business no we call it an accessibility. Yeah, yeah, it needs it needs semantics. Uh, more or less like what you would write in HTML. I mean, a, a, an accessibility tree, as we call it in the business, which is what a screen reader uses, is very much like like HTML. Yeah. And, and, By the way, and, for, for everyone else, semantics caught me up for a long time when Bart would use that word in it as he was teaching me HTML in Programming by Stealth, teaching all of us. Uh, but what it basically means is things should have meaning. So instead yeah. of making a, a graphic that looks like a button and having it be an image that you push, you make it a button. So if it's a button, that means it's semantically labeled as a button. So you know, it's a button, even though you could make a picture of a kitten that is a button. You don't do that. You make a button. Mm-hmm. You, you whereas, mark it, your markup, this, you say it's a button. Whereas at best, this network vector rendering is sending down commands like, yeah, draw a black rectangle at such and such coordinates and then draw this piece of text inside the black wow. rectangle. I mean, that 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 looks like a button, but there's I mean, uh, but it isn't un- a button. <laughs> yeah, at least un- 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 until screen readers start making serious advances and using machine learning to try to guess the semantics. Mm-hmm. And and that is happening, by the way, with things like the the new screen recognition in iOS, but that's only on iOS. Hey, um, I wonder what an overlay would do with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and and yeah, and and, and that'll and kill it. I, I I sure hope that Cloudflare doesn't try to put an overlay on top of this thing to oh. to try to solve the problem. Oh. Wow. So it looks like we could go in and play with this ourselves. I'm seeing a bunch of links that are saying, hey, join the beta. Why don't you come play with us? So maybe people can, uh, who are good at the screen reader thing can jump in and verify what you're saying for themselves and, and get some feedback. You know, I, I went to CSUN's um, Accessible Tech Conference a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and I've been interviewing people. And one of the, uh, I got the names of a bunch of people in the United States government who care about accessibility. And they also said that the United States government is the number one employer in the United States. And so if they, ha- they have a certain amount of weight, if they were to say, hey, Cloudflare, this is not a good thing. Um, I don't know. That might be an interesting vector to, to get Cloudflare's attention on this. Yes, possibly. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure that Cloudflare would love to sell this thing into uh, into governments. But man, they're all so over 508 there. section 508. Man, they're not going to do it if it's not accessible. So that would be a it, yeah. Th- that would be holding the money stick out to Cloudflare. Yeah, well, maybe you and I should chat offline. Maybe we can make some connection there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So, uh, how would you suggest that listeners uh, help on this one? Right. So, first of all, for for any listeners who are working in IT and particularly network administration that are thinking about using this product, um, please don't. <laughs> and and in particular, 
I would I would urge anyone in that position to think about what 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 kind of barrier you're going to be be putting up for not only any existing blind employees who who would basically be barred from browsing the web once you turn this thing on, but also for for potential uh, blind employees who who you know, maybe you know, very well qualified for the job, but if if they can't browse the web at work, then then obviously that that's that's not going to work. So yeah, you know this is this is going to not only I would think not only hurt uh, people with no vision, but if you've got contrast problems, for example, and you want to turn on you know dark mode or high contrast, or you've got uh, uh, you know something that flips red and yellow because you can't see those colors, you know accessibility tools for your computer. I can't see that those would work, right? Now, because uh, the some, rendered... some of those some of those color filters might still be able to operate, but okay. uh, I I haven't <clears throat> I haven't tested um, high contrast and dark mode yet. Um, another another area where this causes problems is um, for 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 people with with mobility impairments that need to use uh, voice input. Or, or other alternative input methods. Because um, oh, there's those nothing to tools, talk to. Well, yeah, I mean, th- you you might still be able to to dictate you know, strings of text to be input into the computer, but if you know where where normally you might give a command like click the submit button. Well, mm-hmm. now your voice recognition tool doesn't know that there's a submit button any more than oh, a screen yeah. reader does. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah. And as far as how how listeners can help, uh, like I said, any, anyone working directly in IT who who's considering using this product, um, in addition to holding off on using it for now, I would say write to you know, contact Cloudflare if 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 you would otherwise be in the market for this product, uh, contact Cloudflare and let them know that uh, that that you would like to use this product or or you would consider using this product, but you can't because of the accessibility issue. And, and, and the last thing in the world you want to do in a company is limit who you can hire because of something like this, you know, to... to it hurts your company if you can't, you know, if you limit the pool of people to to uh, to hire. That's it's yeah. really hard to hire people, so <laughs> you don't want to limit the numbers, the, the people you can get to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, finally, if <clears throat> if if you're not in IT or network administration yourself, but you know someone who is, then 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 talk to them about this. Um, and uh, and and ba- and let let's get the word out about uh, about the the because I'm I'm sure that Cloudflare is is going to try to get the word out about the 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 benefits that they're that they're trying to sell in this product and until but until they make it fully accessible we need to make sure that people know what uh, you know, about about the 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 danger. Of, of, uh, of you know, that that this product poses for for blind people and and others. Yeah, 
Very definitely. Well, this has been really interesting, Matt. Um, I'm glad you brought this to our attention. Glad you wrote to me. Um, Every, what, six years, you're going to contact me and show up on the show? (laughs) Possibly more. I I won't necessarily wait that long until the next time. (laughs) All right. Well, if people wanted to I mean, I I, I did basically go quiet for about three years while I was at Microsoft. Oh, okay. Yeah, that does happen to the best of them. All right. Well, if people wanted to chat with you about any of this, uh, would uh, Twitter be a good place to go? Sure. Um, I am uh, at MW underscore Campbell. That's C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L on Twitter. And if, if anyone has any questions about anything I've discussed, I would be happy to answer them. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on the show and letting us know about this. It was uh, It was really interesting. I learned a lot. Well, good. And thank you for, for, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSilla Castaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla Castaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack, or you can join our Facebook group at podfeet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.